Welcome to Reinventing Professionals, a podcast hosted by industry analyst Ari Kaplan, which shares ideas, guidance, and perspectives from market leaders shaping the next generation of legal and professional services. This is Ari Kaplan, and I'm speaking today with Tony D'Onofrio, the Chief Technology Officer for Veritex Legal Solutions, a company that provides deposition and litigation support solutions. Hi, Tony. How are you? Very well. Thank you, Ari. Oh, it's a privilege to speak with you. So tell us about your background and your role at Veritex. My role at Veritex is Chief Technology Officer. And at Veritex, what that means is a focus on products and services for our clients. We provide deposition and litigation support services for mostly attorneys, mostly in the civil litigation space, but we cover all sorts of legal proceedings where we take the record of the proceeding. We facilitate that, we manage the content, and we distribute the content. There's a lot of tech product and information services in that. So my focus is on building better ways of doing that and supporting our clients. What was the general impression of remote depositions among your clients prior to the pandemic? We've been supporting remote depositions for over a decade prior with our Vertex virtual product and services around that, as well as our exhibit share product for distributing and viewing exhibits being used in a proceeding securely. Most clients did not utilize that service. There were pockets and types of clients who were more advanced in their acceptance and adoption of technology. But by and large, clients used remote deposition tools and conducted proceedings remotely when they really needed to, when there was a coast-to-coast deposition that had to be happening in a hurry, or there were several co-counsel involved in various places on the planet and they needed to get people in. So we had about a 5 to 10% adoption rate in remote tools before the pandemic. What challenges did legal professionals need to overcome when conducting remote depositions early on in the pandemic? Those clients who did participate in remote proceedings prior had developed the practices and the approach to conducting remote proceedings. They had some experience with that. But because of that low adoption, by and large, most participants were not familiar with it. So the biggest challenge was really less about the technology That's what we do. Any good litigation support provider does this. We set up the tech. We ensure the participants have access and ensure that the room is secured and so on and so forth. But beyond that, the challenges they had were in conducting the proceeding. How do I stipulate on the record that the reporter is remote from the witness? How do I ensure that I have an engaged witness and that they're not being coached offline in an inappropriate way while on the record? Practices and conduct really were the biggest challenge. Today, how do they compare the experience between remote and traditional in-person depositions? The main thing that's happened is that most participants in the process have opened their eyes to realize that taking proceedings remotely is a very effective way of doing so, provided that you're comfortable and you've afforded yourself time to figure out the rules of conduct and how to approach the remote proceeding setting. By and large, our clients are really happy with it, and they're realizing that it will actually be applicable beyond the pandemic for many of their settings, where, frankly, just going across town in LA during the middle of the day isn't worth it. You could do it remotely. I will say that we're anticipating that most of our proceedings will have an aspect of remote, but they won't be the same as in the pandemic. During the pandemic, everyone's remote from everyone, much like we are today. What we expect to happen is that It'll be a hybrid remote situation where a few participants will be in a conference room somewhere, 
and other participants may be at their homes or at another conference room in other places. So that's a little different where you have groups of people connecting. It tweaks the context a bit. We expect people to start adopting that. They already are in some settings now. How did your team shift its approach to facilitate virtual proceedings? The two challenges that we faced were, first of all, scale. We had to go from 30 to 25 to 50 depositions a day remote to several hundred a day remote very shortly after the pandemic started. So it was really a matter of scaling up our infrastructure as well, and most importantly, scaling up our support. We quickly engaged a lot of staff. We were basically engaging contracting and hiring when everybody else was furloughing people in order to support our clients in their remote mode and get them up and working again. We managed to do that very quickly. The other thing was scaling up our ability to teach our clients. We spend a lot of time providing support and practice for our clients to figure out how to conduct a proceeding remotely and make sure that they were comfortable in the process, which is super important given the social nature of legal proceedings. What are some best practices for legal teams who are preparing for remote depositions or hearings? Most of the best practices are parallels to best practices in a physically present proceeding. Things like ensuring that only the appropriate people are in the room. Security practices are important, and that's in two aspects. One is who's coming into the virtual room, the web conference, if you will. The other is who has access to the exhibits that are being shared and distributed. It's easier in a physical setting because you could see who's entering the room and you can, for lack of a better word, bar the door. In a virtual room, you actually have to perform specific practices. The way Veritex configures its service, it makes it extremely secure just by our policies and configuration of our tools. But that's super important. And I emphasize also the content sharing needs to be thought about in ways that you don't think about when you bring a banker's box of physical documents into a room. You now have to think about how those are going to be shared virtually as well. The second practice that's super important is how to ensure the legitimacy of the proceeding. One thing that's super important to note is that there are pure tech players who, at the outset of the process, were claiming that you don't even need a reporter anymore. You could just have a web conference remotely. That died on the vine very quickly, as it should, just simply because in a legal proceeding, the validity, legitimacy, and accuracy of the record is the name of the game. It's what you're doing. And having an independent, unbiased, professional reporter taking the record of that proceeding remains important. So how to engage with the reporter, having a good reporter who is prepared to use the tools in hosting the conference is super important in terms of conducting that proceeding. Pick a provider who does that well, engages with the best professionals, and ensures that they're prepared. To give one more practice, it's being prepared to engage with the witness and use the tools. Ensure that you're able to introduce exhibits effectively. Ensure that you're able to screen share and annotate documents and so on and so forth. And during the discussion, just a little bit of practice, at least with the tools that Veritex provides, which are super simple and easy to use, that's the design of them, really gets a great result in carrying out the proceeding remotely. It's just a little different than doing it in present. So it's important to perform a little bit of preparation. That's a lot of what we spent the early days of the pandemic on a campaign of educating our clients and providing practice rooms and those sorts of things just to get them comfortable. What pitfalls should legal professionals be aware of? The biggest pitfall is access preparation. The nature of legal proceedings in a present physical setting are to just show up at a building in a room. Getting to the room and getting let into the room is a matter of a light security access. They let you into the building, your name is on the list in some cases, and the receptionist lets you in the room and you're good. In the case of remote proceedings, 
you need to make sure that you're credentialed and everyone else is credentialed to get in the room. You have to think of it a little more like getting to your bank account versus walking into a building. You need a credential to go in and you need a credential to access content. That's probably the biggest pitfall is just not thinking about, hey, I need to make sure I have this in my calendar invite. I need to make sure I have these credentials and I log in. The other pitfall is not preparing and not working with a provider who can help you prepare. Anyone who turns around and says, hey, just set up a WebEx or a Zoom or a Google Meets, we'll just set that up and everybody will just meet, is steering you the wrong way. Don't think it's just a web conference. Make sure you're set up right. Access control is managed. The host is ready to handle it with complex proceedings with lots of documents. Even there, you might want tech concierge support. Make sure everybody's okay, set up, ready to go, and can handle anything that comes up. How do you see remote depositions being used post-pandemic? The biggest thing that's going to happen is hybrid remote, where participants won't all be in a different place. There'll be some in one place, some in another. That was relatively common pre-pandemic. People were video conferencing to another room, probably at about the same prevalence as web conferences. But now we expect that to be the majority of proceedings will have some aspect of hybrid remote. That actually technically and from a service perspective presents a few service challenges that have to be addressed. This is Ari Kaplan speaking with Tony D'Onofrio, the Chief Technology Officer for Veritex Legal Solutions, a company that provides deposition and litigation support. Tony, thanks so much. You're welcome, Ari. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Reinventing Professionals podcast. Visit ReinventingProfessionals.com or AriKaplanAdvisors.com to learn more.